You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Fucking top of the tops, the top of the top, top tier, the toppity tippity top of of the, top, the tap. tallest fucking tree in the fucking forest. You know that the baby picture you saw? That's us. That's us. The baby energy. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm the kidney shift. No, get down, Tom. Mm. I didn't see the picture. I just know that it's big. We, we, we talked about it. Yeah, it's big. And then Pat Flynn talked about you talking about it, which is pretty great. It's big. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> On that live Was thing. he a fan? Uh, of the baby's actual unit or of us talking about it? All of the above. Yeah, why not? Well, yeah. he was saying something about penises or whatever, and Pat's like, I'm a little, a little concerned because I just listened to you talking about his penis, but the baby's penis for a while. Like, he, So he had just listened to that episode of Pat. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of dong talk. A lot of dong. Twenty twenty, you're the dong. The YMCA is shameless, my dude. Nobody yeah. uses a towel. How about you? You going? You going in with that? I use a towel. If I look, if if, if when in Rome, bro, they're trying to signal to you. Just yeah. just let it just free. fucking let it hang, man. No big deal. I mean, look, I'm not ashamed. It just seems like a polite thing. Like, like nobody I, needs to see your fucking yeah. hairy butthole. That's in what your I'm dick. saying. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. care. Oh, by the way, sorry, this is a diver. I think I know the answer. Mm-hmm. Have either of you had your buttholes waxed? No. No. Okay. Me neither. But I had a conversation at a family dinner with what, a relative. What are you? Who? Mm-hmm. I had no idea that this is a thing that many men do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And to have this conversation with this dude who, when I describe him as a guy who's going to be working with his hands for the rest of his life. That's not an insult. It just is what it is. Yes. It's a dude that I didn't think was getting his asshole waxed. Asshole, yeah, asshole waxed a- every time. Good for him. You see the bleach one? No, yes, I have. I mean, not on a dude, but really yeah. wild. It's a weird look. Have you seen it? No. Doesn't. It's, what would you think a bleached asshole looks like? Abnormally white. No. It's perfectly skin color. Perfectly skin color. So it looks like it, you look. It looks like a doll. It's creepy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. fine. Moving on. Yeah, not mad. Not mad, but also like live your life. <laughs> no, I mean to be honest, sometimes I mean, you, sometimes you just want an asshole to look like an asshole. It's fine. They look cool, but it's also like it, it, there's something. It's a little. It's a little weird. Yes, unnatural. Yeah, because you, I don't know purple. Let's talk about a natural fit for sure. Axe to Grind. Our sponsors. Let's do it. We got who today, Tom? We have two. Two. We're gonna start off with Death Wish Inc. And and and. Are you picking favorites of your own? Is that what's yes. going on here? Pick okay. some yes, favorites. Um, here's a go-to. We've talked about it probably on, on this podcast over the last two years or so. Hundreds of hours, yes. Uh, it takes, what, 10,000 hours to get great at the thing? Yes. It's only oh. taking us like 600. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to go. They uh, they just did a relatively recently a reissue of Witness by Modern Life is War. Um, one of my favorite records of that era. You were so open to that era in a way that I wasn't. Like, legitimately, Modern Life is War at Johnson Avenue. Yep. Legendary in New York. In the big room. Yep. Big big apartment. Yep. Legitimately one of big loft top five shows I've ever seen. It was so fucking incredible. Say incredible. Um, Tom, you know why I respect you? I don't know. Because you give credit where credit is due mm. instead of being mm. a, Sour. a bitter. Like how many established you were established at the time that that record came out. Yes. You had put oh, out, you had put out records. I hadn't. Yeah, that was I released my last record before that record came out. It would have been easy for you to not appreciate what the kids were doing. Yeah, but I love it. I know. So I don't give a shit. But like, and they're like, I think that record's great. I think it still holds up. I had no appreciation for it when it came out. Zero. Do you like it now? More. It sounds like a like a Midwest emo record with a dude yelling over it. You know how I compare. Interesting. You know how I compare everything that's slightly slow to outspoken. Yeah, I compare this to outspoken. I don't hear it. It's like when you're pl- when you're mid tempo. When your mid tempo is on the slower end of mid tempo, I just go, "Oh, sounds like outspoken." It doesn't, but but that's that's my frame of reference right. for kind of lack of a better word. I feel like this plotting, record plotting the tempo. This record launched launched a uh, sound, a, a sound for sure to me, for sure. I think that's yeah. I, Defeater etc. does not exist for sure. This was, this was a boom industry. What what year was this? Do, do you know? Oh, three. Yeah, oh, I think it was oh, three. Yeah. So right the year after this, mm-hmm. everybody sounded like this. Honestly, you could tour the United States and run into fucking thirty of these. For the next five years, the sound is a defined yep. sound, and then. By the way, I'll take it a step further and say, if it wasn't for this record, this sound, mm-hmm. that whole Touche Amore, La Dispute world 100%. doesn't launch. Yep. I, I, yo, let's get Jeremy on the show. He would say that. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. it, and he's a huge admirer of this stuff. I would love to have him on the show, by the way, if we can make that we'll Anytime he comes You know a guy? We'll do it. I know a guy. We'll I mean, he comes here all the time. Pat just doesn't support him. We've texted about it. Yeah. <laughs> Pat doesn't go. Yeah. Um, all right. So go to deathwishing.com, enter the promo code. X to grind. And Tom, what do you want to do with it? You want to spill it out. Very cool. And what else you got for us? We're going to close casket. We're going to Troy, New York. Mm. Na- neighboring Cohoes. Yes, sure. Troy, New York on t- Troy, New York against the world. Is that the stigmata thing? Troy against the fucking world. Yeah. Dude. North Troy, South Troy. Troy United. Troy against the fucking world. I mean, Uncle Sam is just loving it. Yeah. Troy. Birthplace of Uncle Sam. You know that, Tom. Like the actual, like. Yeah, Uncle Sam. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Violent, By the image violent right drunk. Have you yes. ever? <laughs> yes. Have you watched? Nothing we, says Troy like violent drunk. <laughs> I mean, makes sense. Totally unrelated. Before mm-hmm. I say this, um, while we're in Troy, before we get to mm-hmm. Dusty Cloudin's house, mm-hmm. have you watched the Riley's Attic oh, stuff yes, on YouTube? Great. They're fantastic. Amazing. They're fantastic. No. So it's my. It's Bob Riley from Stigmata. Oh. Okay. Who has the most insane record collection you'll ever see? He, he's like, in hardcore punk, he's. Top flight collector. He's, yes. he, yeah. he, he's got stuff and that, has like random shit and stuff I don't care about at all, but stuff I've never seen before. Yes. <laughs> so, that so, most people haven't seen. Yeah. Before. So it's pretty impressive. How do you spell so, Riley? R I L E Y. Dude, it, there's probably about four or five episodes. It's part and parcel of that like New York Harker thing mm-hmm. that Drew Stone did. It. 
It is so much fun. He's got it is. so much stuff, and he's so joyous. Yep, that's when what he's makes talking it about that's it. Cool. And he's like, "I got this. This is one of one. Like all this sort yeah. of stuff." Yep. And like he has like Mickey and, Mantle baseballs. Oh, he's got cool. fucking random shit. But it's also great. Sto- they're they're never long stories, but they're no. also great stories where he'll say, "I got this outside of this show." Right. He'll be like, "You know, here's the can't close my eyes record." He's like, mm-hmm. "You know, Ray was selling them outside the show on Lark Street. I bought two of them." Yep. Or yep. like super. And he seems incredibly endearing. Yeah. Sigmana having you know a legendary kind of status of being like fucking ass beaters. Yeah. No, he, no, he's a sweetheart. Show Very the, nice dude. Anytime I've ever interacted with him. Show but, the big city, one big crowd record, good comp LP. Used to have this. It's good. Um, so while we're in Troy, um, Mike, pro- uh, Bob Riley probably has some of these records. Some of these records. He definitely has this one that I'm going to talk about in the attic. Close casket. Let's hear Close it. casket activities. I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. A mm. record that I rather enjoyed. That I feel like got a little bit of a short shrift. Maybe because it was a live record. I'm going Twitching Tongues, World War Live. Oh. Ooh. Here's what's weird. It did get short shrift. I didn't know that because I thought everybody in my life was Love talking it, right? about it. So much fun. Yes. I like it, it better. I like it better than some of the other actual releases. Spoiler alert, I'm gonna pull back the curtain, right. even though it's online. It's not really I'm not breaking it. It's a fake live, right? It's a fake live record. Yeah. It's yeah. like the those descendants records. Yeah. Yep. They they recorded it. In Taylor's space. Love it. Fun as hell. Love and it. And like they have like the super, like, you know, like people. Yep. It's fucking awesome. Um, it's right after In Love There Is No Law. All the hits. They sound great. Sean Taggart did the artwork, which I'm sure was a huge thing for those dudes to have. It's still in print. Everything, everything about it is cool. And it's I, fucking great. It's a great idea. I urge people that might yeah, not even is. love Twitching Tongues. This might be the Twitching Tongues record that you connect yeah. with the most. I think it's a good intro record to the band. It yeah, is. that's that's a good point. Huh. Really fun, really cool, and just buy. You know, it's, it's a good record to have. Yeah, you're going to want to go to closecasketactivities.com enter the promo code extra grind, and you're going to want to spell it out, and you're going to check this out while I do that. Boom! Look at that. We got some fan art. We're going to be posting it. I think it should. I think it is. Neither of us have beards. Or glasses, so yeah, nice. Right? Thanks for, yeah, fan sent that into us. I didn't draw it. <laughs> yeah, Can you send that to me? I will. I'll send it. Um, so thank you to fan art. Thank you for like you know minimizing like you know like when someone draws something you're like thanks for not making my nose as pro- you know, prominent as it is. <laughs> yes. Thanks for cutting down the gut. Yo, do you, do you guys know what a telephoto lens does to your face? No, what? Like so when you pull focus in, so I saw the strangest photo of me I've ever seen in my life and I had to ask if it was digitally manipulated. It wasn't. A bunch of photographers hit me and were like, "No, this is what happens when uh basically it grabs your ears." It grabs your ears. Ears. And and grabs the so it makes your it makes you look a little bit like potato facey where your face looks smaller than on your head than it should be. Really odd. Weird. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. I look hideous. Hey, Bob. Yeah. What are we doing today? We are doing some results of the hardcore census. So, um, census taker. Oh, it's like, get off my fucking lawn. Census taker. I'm if, armed. Is if, it worth dying over? Yo, if you don't respond, you won't get enough people in the House of Representatives. I don't care. I'm a militia <laughs> member. Yo, uh, the pay's pretty good. For what? Being a census taker? Yeah. You're I mean, taking your life in It's rough yeah, life, really. right? It's like working on like those like crabbing ships. I would do that crabbing thing in a fucking heartbeat. You, yeah, oh. but it's mad fucking dangerous. So, it, yes, so you it just is. said that's Sean McNamara that sent that art. That's correct. Sean McNamara, very talented uh, artist who uh, does kind of outsider art, that, and he's now pivoted to digital, but so he does almost digital outsider art. If you don't know what I mean by that, it's 
it's amateurish in a self-embraced way. Yes. And it is, uh, he does a great job this of it. This is amazing. He's this very good. Definitely me. Very good. Yes. It's, it's cool. definitely me because he, it's, I'm wearing this in one of the photos. Yeah. <laughs> like a gray sweater over a dress shirt and this is fucking fantastic. So, so Sean Mack, originally a Hudson guy. Oh, who, nice. Who uh, moved to one of the Carolinas or something, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, down there is uh, a side hustle like so, he'll paint churches and not the inside of churches. He paints houses. He, he paints houses. <laughs> he's he total assassin. Uh, he will, um, you know, like a church or whatever will say, "Can you? We want to commemorate our building. Sure. Could you paint a picture of it?" And his his picture or his paintings are, they're not impressionistic, but they're not literal. So it, it's like a nice addition oh, to, nice. to your yeah. house. It looks designy in a way that. Like, Everybody yeah. should check his ass out. Yeah. He's, he's very good at what he Sean does. Sean R. McNamara. Yes. So, so find it. Spell it out. My All name right. is McNamara. We'll, I'm the leader of the band. By and now, I, by now, you'll have I seen respond. it posted on our story and probably on our main feed. So check it out. Yeah. Hardcore Census 2020 sent this out. Some fun questions. 1,182 responses. Fuck. Thank you, everybody. Total time spent answering this. Yes. Across the board. All the time that people t- spent. How much time? Uh, that, 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 Couldn't guess. Uh, um, let me do fucking math here. Hold on. 150 hours. Okay. Oh, no, hold on. Hold on. Let me do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 11.82. Mm-hmm. We call this more than a guess, but that's okay. We'll allow it. <laughs> I just need to do the math. Tom's um, the oldest dude in the room. S- he can do that. I'm going to say 600 hours. Whoa. Not 600. 244, though. Okay. I gave everyone 30 minutes. 240. No, they didn't. Not not that long. Average time was 12 and a half minutes. Oh, I was going to say 11. So uh, 244 hours. Incredible. Very cool. Um, tons of fun information. Let's dive right in. And I printed it out. I see so it's this. Gonna be fun. I'm really impressed. It's Look, really it has fun. your name on the fucking I know. screen. Yeah. Whoa. These places are no joke. Balling. Yeah. So how old are you? So 44. we had the under 20... <laughs> 21 to 25, 26 to 30, 31 to 35, 36 to 40, and 40 and up. Why don't we guess? That hurt my feelings because I was in there. I know. I thought about changing it, and then I forgot to change it. So I apologize for I'm that. I'm hurt. I'm triggered. <laughs> so what was our largest group? 30. Uh, With the 30, 26 to 30 or 31 to 35? 31 to 35. I'm going to say 31 to 35. Incorrect. And it wasn't close. Twenty six to thirty, thirty two percent really the, wow. of the respondents. Right. You know, we should make sure that's clear. Um, the next highest is twenty one to twenty five at twenty three point nine. Interesting. Wow. The next is thirty one to thirty five, twenty one point one. Thirty six to forty, eleven point three. Forty plus seven point seven. Come on. And yeah. under twenty, four percent. But those answers were all really interesting. We'll get into those. Interesting. Okay, so that's Give it again. One and two are 26 to 30. And 21 to 25. So the 20-year-olds are the biggest responders. Okay, so the first one I totally believe I wouldn't have guessed the second one. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I would have thought that that would have been third. Where are you from? Again, guess where our biggest percentage was from. I'm saying Northeast. Mm-hmm. Northeast. Northeast followed by the Mid-Atlantic, which were split. But most of the time when you think Northeast and Mid-Atlantic... You kind of group them together. Mid-Atlantic being PA, NJ, Delaware, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and West Virginia. Right. Northeast being New York, Connecticut, and then New England. You know, uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maine, Vermont, Connecticut. Yeah, you can break those up. But if you put them together, that accounts for 20, about 39% of our no respondents. Shit. 15% from the West Coast, 
Uh, 10% from the Southeast, 11% from Midwest. 11% Midwest? What are you doing? And other, a lot of European responses, yeah. 17% other. Really? So we had a lot of international responses. God, it would have been our build, second guys, largest category. Thank um, you, everybody. Southwest, Mountain West, the second most there. Uh, at, at the very bottom. <clears throat> this is the one that I think we can all guess. What is the response to gender? Oh, probably a lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. You want to get us the number? God, I hope it's not over 70. It's like 75. 89.7. No! What sausage party? Get this bullshit out of here. 89.7, man. Uh, 6.5% women. 3% made up. The other answers, which were nah, gender variant or non-conforming, transgender woman or transgender man. So, um, very small percentage of those. Uh, we had 16 nah, uh, 22 gender variant non-conforming, three transgender woman, two transgender man. God, I wish. And ninety percent some fucking dumbass fucking dudes. I wish I could. Yep. Fi- I wish I could fill out everything with nah. Nah is a good answer, it's isn't it? Nah. nah, son. All right, this one is really fun. Other than hardcore. What types of music do you listen to on a regular basis? And this was a multiple select all that apply. Right. Yes. How many people identified listening to punk? Give me a percentage. 40. 60. 77%. 77. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, there Boy. We go. Indie. 90. 80. 69%. What? Also makes sense. A lot of liars in this group. Go on. Post-hardcore. I bet there's a lot of people that have a feel there's a stink to post-hardcore. I'm saying 35 I'm going to say 35. 68. Whoa. No stink on post-hardcore. I Good. think people like it. Right, I think it. it just feels... Bullish. Yeah, neutral enough. People. Uh, alternative got a 67. How many people identified as... Wait, 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 wait. What? More people said they listen to alternative music than indie music? No, indie 69, oh, okay. all to seven, okay, 67. I bet we're, there's a lot of all, there's a lot of overlap between the indie, post-hardcore, and alt. It sure. was 67, 68, 69. Right. How many people identified as listening to rap and hip-hop? 90. On a regular basis? 90. 80. 66%. What? what? Yeah. Low. So a lot of those 89% men are white, obviously. The uh, fucking yes. honkies. We didn't do race because I, I, I was like, I don't know. It was a, sort of the gender. Was it a rap? Are you kidding me? 67% or 66%, 66% rap. 66% yeah. that's crazy. How many percent say they listen to metal? That's not crazy because if it had hit 70, I would have been like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? So like, Well, yeah. it's also on a regular basis. Like. Sure. And and know that sometimes these are things that swing. You know, some some there's years where I listen to a lot of rap, and I haven't listened to a lot of rap in a few years. You know? so, so metal, I would metal. say seventy nine. I'll go lower. I'll go sixty five. Sixty five. Mm. You picked up on the pattern, so I'm going to change it up now. Uh, how many people <laughs> identified as listening to reggae? It's a fucking twenty. Um, twenty three. Sixteen. Mm. How many... Got to expand that palette, folks. Yeah, really. How many identifies as listening to folk? 12%. Yeah, 12. 28%. What folk? I'm curious. Wow. How many people identified listening to classic rock? Oh. 47. What? I'm going to go fucking 23. 40. Really? Yeah. How many identified as listening to death metal? 12. Um, 28. 41. Fuck, what? How many identified listening to country? 7. 30. 23%. So one out of four, basically. Definitely wow. one out of five listen to country. It, you know why? Because it's Kathy Muskrat. That's, yeah, what, it right? is. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Katie must be chilling. Um, 
how many people identify listen to New Wave? This one might have been confusing for people. I'm going to say it's high, though. I'm going to say 70. 14. 38. <laughs> I'm not even close. Yeah. No, 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 Electronic. Farther off. Electronic. Everyone listens to Cold 13. Cave. I'm going to say 48. 28. All right. Yeah. How Shout many? out to the member of Cold Cave who works, whose mother works with my mother. Oh, that's really nice. Is that a, How really? nice is that? Yeah. How sweet. I'm curious if it's an Albany, Albany guy, and I just don't know. You should... Reach out. I'm not Make that, that investigative. connection. Through the know. mom might be your way into the cold cave. Uh, hive? Yeah. The cavern. Um, the cold into cavern. the cold cave, yeah. yeah sure. Maybe you can be like, hey, man, we're cool, right? <laughs> All right. These last two I did a little bit deeper research. How many people identified listening to Oi? 25. 18. How many people identified listening to New Metal? 30. 43. <laughs> Very specific. Oi. 15%. Okay. What did new I, say? I think I said 18. You might have gotten closer than cool. me. Yeah, I think. New metal, 13%. Oh, wow. Bullshit, y'all lying. Yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> I went in and broke it down by age bracket for new metal. Wow. Under 20, 27% say they listen to new metal. 21 to 25. And so when you go under 20, that means that you were born after 2000. Okay, fucking with me now. Right. Go on. God. 21 to 25, <laughs> you were born late 90s, 26 to 30, early 90s, 31 to 35, late 80s, 36 to 40, early 80s, 40 plus in the 70s. Yes. 21 to 25, 17% say they listen to new metal. Okay. 26 to 30, 14 and a half. Mm. 31 to 35, 12 and a half. Oh, I thought that would go up. Uh, it's but it stayed. Did you see the the drops? Yeah, there wasn't as much of a drop. I figured there was a certain time that like this is what I grew up on. Yes, this is what I and still I think fuck that with. that twenty six to thirty range yeah. is right there, and thirty one to thirty five is right there. Too. Yeah, but what, so what are we saying about the kids? Because the kids actually uh, come and post that. I think that they identify it as a genre. Is that like and there's no rock? embarrassment. To is that it. radio rock for them? Is it's it almost like, it's closer to classic rock. That's than what I'm saying. Like, is it like the way that I would listen to Bad Company now? Yeah. with a smile on my face. Can't probably. get enough of your love. Bad but, Company. Is that Bad Company? But uh, yeah, I think so. Let's, let's just say we're all going to listen to Golden Earring. Yes. The point is, is the Great song. Uh, Golden Earring. Hit. But Boy, I love. The, the yes. point is, uh, is point? as I would listen to that, is that how these kids listen to Corn? Like, like is are you ready? It's like it's yeah. like it's Our like uh, the fanatic, the dude putting on. Oh, he used to listen to this as a kid back in the day. Yeah. Yo, I, so if everybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the motion picture of the fanatic. Tom yeah. talked about it. Tom, thank um, you for being up on that. Thank we, you. We watched up. a little clip of it and it, disturbing. In, in the clip where he says he's introducing his son to Limp Bizkit via the radio, uh, he says a thing that I actually thought was very self-aware on Fred Durst's part, who I should mention wrote the film in case you forgot. And directed it. Um, he says, the character says, I used to listen to these guys back in the day. That's kind of almost more self-aware than you'd give credit because back in the day means I no longer listen to them. Right. You, do, I'll oh, revisit right. on a yearly basis. Yes, it's oh, a nostalgic yeah. thing when it comes on the radio. I enjoy it. Which right. is, and like Fred Durst has the wherewithal to acknowledge yes, that. Yes. That's right. So, uh, big ups, Fred Durst. Fun thanks fact for somebody, thanks for being a Patreon member. Uh, a person I know knows him and says that he is actually shockingly self-aware. I believe it. Actually, I believe. Yeah, how do you not be? Yeah, you can, you know. Well, he's been he's far since past the fall. You know what I mean? Yes. So he knows. He's yes. settled in. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Thirty-one to thirty-five, twelve and a half percent. Thirty-six to forty-seven percent. Forty plus three percent. Yeah. And that's that's those percentages are just within that age range, sure. obviously. So, all right. 
I thought that was interesting. So it's decline from youngest to old. Yeah. So people under 20 don't think new metal, there's almost no derogatory nature to it. Oi. This one threw me for a loop because in this, I was like, okay, it's going to be inverted. Yes. It's going to be ascending to descending, descending to ascending. Under 20, who identified listening to Oi, guess the percentage. (laughs) Now you're going to shock me. The overall was 15%. All right. Under 20. Uh, 12% of kids. 14. 21%. The you thing know. that I underrated, and we'll get to it later, when you're under 20, you have a lot of time to listen to a lot of music, That's and true. you're discovering new music. Culture. Yeah. You know what? You can and I that underrated that. That number? Cox Bar. Oh, those reunions have been big. Sure. That's the only reason why everybody listens to it. I so? also think that people under 20, you got to remember, there's kids who go through punk phases. True. And you're discovering well, What's the band now? Oh, n- current? There's not. There's, it's right. non-existent. Um, 21 to 25, 7%. The low. The lowest amount of people are 21 to 25-year-olds. Okay. I think uh, no reverence for the working class at that age. <laughs> 26 to 30, 13%. 31 to 35 and 36 to 40, 19%. 40-plus, 40 guess the number. 30. 37. We really should have done prices right on this the whole yeah, lot. They will go from there. 37%. So, Oi is uh, lost, but hey, uh, there might be a new generation coming along. By the way, this is for the person that certainly has written us by now to tell us that the band I was thinking of a couple episodes ago was Vanilla Muffins. Uh, yeah. The uh, Oi band from uh, Basel, Switzerland, who has been Basel. Released, Basel, who has been releasing stuff from 1991. Great. And I only know this because. I had a roommate who was one of Japan's foremost collectors of Oi. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And he was deep into all this shit, and Vanilla Muffins, for whatever reason, was on the radar all the time at that time. Uh, What do they rally against? Big Pharma? That's that's the only thing that's in Basel. In Basel, yeah. Maybe. Isn't in the Higgs boson? Oh. The the, the Large Hadron Collider in... Is Basel? that in Basel or is it in Geneva? If they have, oh. if they have a fucking song about the Higgs boson collider, well, guess what? I would love that. Fucking rule them all, already beat them to it. An Oi song about that would thrill me. Higgs. All right, we're all looking up at the same yeah, time. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it is in Geneva. It is in Geneva. All right. All right. Jesus, shout out to Vanilla Muffins, who is really putting out stuff until 2016. I'd fuck with a Vanilla Muffin right now. We ain't going to stop. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, how much time do you spend listening to music any type per week? So the options were one to three hours, four to ten, ten to twenty, or more than twenty. I don't have much faith. I'm going to say most people are fell in the one to three. Okay. Um, what's the middle one? Four to ten or ten to twenty. I'm saying ten to twenty. Wow. Ten to twenty? 39.9%. What? So let's call it 40%. Um, one to three, the smallest by far, 3.4%. Yeah. You have to remember we're a music podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and people, commu- people have jobs that they commute to. Oh, I never yeah, thought about you, you haven't had a commute in a while. So. I haven't had a job in a while. Yeah. yeah no. um, when, you commute is from your bedroom to the fucking garage. When, four to 10 and uh, more than 20 are... Neck and neck at twenty eight percent. Do you know what I never consider more than twenty? That's a lot. So I I find it very difficult to write when I'm listening to music. 
mm-hmm. but there's many people who do Excel sheets while listening to music Absolutely. all day. And uh, I never, all, that never occurred day. to me. Yeah. So um, this is interesting. Overall, 10 plus hours of listening to music a week, which is, I think by gen pop standards is a lot. A lot, for sure. 68%. That's cool. Wow. That's cool to see. Um, under 20, 82%. Of people who answer this who are under 20, listen to more than 10 hours a week. 21 to 25, 75, Yo, I'm 68, heart, I'm 63, 61, and 40+, plus, 60% of the respondents still were listening to 10-plus hours of music. I'm heartwarmed. Musicians, gather and be excited. Yeah, wow. Maybe this, this future in this guitar music shit. This one's pretty good. Uh, say listen to guitar music. How do you primarily listen to music? We know the answer. There was a streaming services paid or free. What's the... Everybody has paid. How Everybody much? How many people answered paid streaming services? I'm the only person not paying anymore, huh? Um, yeah. You're paid, one of a very few. Paid streaming services? Let's say 38%. Say 48. 81%. Holy paid. fuck. Remember, these, these are music really lovers, you. dude. Yeah. Um, MP3s, which is yours. Yeah, I'm old. Guess the percentage. <laughs> Four. <laughs> 12. Seven. Fuck. Split the difference. Fuck. Um... Not a lot of people, you know what? Not a lot of people on the free streaming services. Really? So I'm like double bum. Yeah, yeah. These are people who are paying for their music, buddy. God bless. Yeah. All right. Must be nice. How do you interact with hardcore as a music in subculture? Mm, I um, carry a tape. <clears throat> how many people who respond to this listen to the music? 99%. <laughs> a couple who were like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Just small percentage. The podcast, then. Uh, 11, 11 people said, nah, don't listen <laughs> to the great. music. I like that. Uh, how, what percentage put out records? Four. Who's going to get closer? 15. 11. Uh, so you're closer. Wow. All right, we'll, we'll keep track for this. This will be around. Tom's up 1-0. Yeah. Buy music. Oh, I see we started now. Go on. <laughs> uh, buy music, I'm going to go in 85%. 90. 73. Tied up. Wow. Buy music, digital. I'm going to go low on that because they said they don't want MP3. So mm. I'm going to go uh, pri- uh, dedu- deduction. I'm going to say uh, 7%. I'm going to say 43. 30. Ooh, Tom. Tom's back in the mix. Buy merch. 60. 75. 87. Fuck. Yeah. Tom. Three Fuck one. you, Pat. I, now I see it. You just got to scamily go higher. <laughs> scamily. I'm a professional writer. Yes. Scamily. <laughs> I make up words. <clears throat> Design merch, art, or flyers. Okay, Tom, why don't you go first this yeah, time? Okay. All right, I'm going to say 15%. 17. 18. Ah, you motherfucker. <laughs> Buy zines. Uh, I'm going to say low for that. Tom and I are waiting each other out on the answer. Uh, 35. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow, really? I'm going to go 20. 33. Fuck you. Yeah, but 4 2. You, you're competitive. I like it. Make zines. 12. Five. Fuck you. Uh, this says to me, people need to make more zines. It's fun. Uh, it doesn't have to be crazy. That's this is an easy thing. If you're doing a lot of these other things, make yourself a zine. There was almost there's 300 plus more people who buy zines than make them. I promise you, it's more fun to make a zine than buy one. Go to shows. Tom's up five two. You need to sweep to tie. Fuck. Go to, Go to shows. shows. Tom answers first. 85%. 87. 
93. Pass in the mix. I I wasn't basing my answer off of yours. (laughs) (laughs) The hell you weren't. Put on shows. 30. 17. On the nose for the win. 17%. And finally, in a band. 30. 41. 36. Mm. Just by a nose. Fuck you. He's very good at cheating. Good job. Good at cheating. Maybe I have my finger on the pulse. Yeah, maybe. It's certainly more than me. All right. How often do you go to hardcore or hardcore adjacent shows? These options were less than one show per month. Once a month, two to four, five to eight, or eight plus. Uh, Patrick, I believe you answered less than one. Yes. I believe I answered once. And Tom, I believe you answered two to four. Yes. Where do you think are, was the highest percentage? I'm going to say two to four. Yeah. Correct. 36%, two to four. What is the next highest? Zero to one. So the less than one show per month. Because it's just because there's not a ton of shows. I'd go with that. Yeah, that's correct. 31% said less than one per month. I think there are, but I also have to remember the breadth of where people are. Right. There are places where there just isn't one show a right, month. You're in Montana. You and, go to and six maybe shows in a year. Maybe there's six shows in the summer, and then there's two in the rest of the year. Right. I, and I you divide that over 12. Part, I bet there's parts of Maryland where you, it's quite a drive. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, there's lots of places. Um, the eight plus per show, uh, it was like 10%. Like one percent. Oh. Uh, it was. Yeah, uh, you, we had seventeen responders who were going eight plus per show. I think if you go to eight plus, you you live in New York City or you live in L.A. Maybe you could squeak out eight per month in the Bay Chicago. and have a very. Br- I, I know. A girl, Austin. I, know, I know a girl who goes to eight in Chicago. In Chicago, sure, yeah. yeah. So you have to live in one of the major metropolises that also has a strong music scene. Um, and you're very active in several. So yes. I, uh, props to and you shout guys. Out, yeah, actually, I should say I, I'm very dis- I'm very dismissive because my like the idea of going to that many shows is like too much of a social enterprise for me. But uh, to the people that I know that travel once a month by plane to a show, mm-hmm. shout out to you. Yeah, that's like uh, your commitment to liking a thing. I'm with it. Absolutely. This is a fun one. This is the. Do you currently identify as any of the following? Vegan, vegetarian, straight edge, or none of the above? Let's first guess the none of the above. What percentage? 40. I'm going to say 52. 38%. Mm, Very close, Patrick. All right. Overall, how many people identify as vegan? 13%. You're saying 13, and you're saying? 33. 33. How many identify as vegetarian? Does that include vegan? No. No. Separate. Just vegetarian. vegetarian. Um, It seems like everyone got that too, by the way. 40. 28. Okay. And straight edge. Uh, 13. 54. Okay. You're forgetting the 38% knocked out. None of the above. So so we're down to a cumulative total of 62% to be up. Uh, Well, no. Right. Oh geez, yeah. Well, you can identify. No, there is there is some. It's not out of a hundred. You can you can identify. You can identify vegan, vegan and straight, straight edge, vegetarian, straight, straight edge, or, or yeah. just straight edge. Or, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, but but it's not totally so. Fourteen point eight percent identify as vegetarian. Okay. Okay. Seventeen point nine percent identify as vegan. Mm. So we're closer. May on the those. numbers only rise. Straight edge, twenty nine point two percent. No shit. That's pretty low. Let's do some overalls. I thought that was high. So for you guys, no meat, <clears throat> under twenty. 
39 percent so mm, vegetarian good, or vegan good yo did, Tw- you, did you see that uh veganism uh was ruled by a court in the uk yesterday as a philosoph or a like a protected class, almost. It's it falls into the same realm as religious belief now. Yeah, uh, poppycock. <laughs> poppycock. <laughs> so, for example, Dreams if you are made if, of. it's gonna have it's gonna have really far-reaching implications because, for example, if you're incarcerated or something like that, and somebody and they're like, oh, they have to, yeah, cater. you have to accommodate me, motherfucker. That's great. Moving to England. All right, under 39 percent, twenty-one to twenty-five. What percentage? Guess. Uh, no meat. This is vegetarian and vegan. 21 to 25. Uh, uh, 20. 53. 62. What? 26 to 30. Wait. I'm sorry, Bob. 21 so, to uh, 25 uh, year olds. No, 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 so, so, so there's more, more kids in their mid-20s. In their early 20s. Are 21 vegan to 20 are vegan and vegetarian. Than than they than they than are younger. Really? Yeah. A lot of houses, you know what I mean. Yeah, Think yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, These true. are people who, some of whom aren't out of college or out of high school, and yeah. they're finally making so, their own decisions. Starting to yeah. make their own decisions, so it peaks there. Twenty six to thirty, no meat. Oh, do, do kids sell out? Fifty five. Thirty. Thirty seven. So mm. there's a drop. There's a That's drop. That's the biggest drop. Thirty one to thirty five. You kids forgot the animal struggles. Um, and we also got to remember ages too, because it's like, oh, where were you hitting? What was big? Thirty one to thirty five. Twenty eight. 19 43 What? Yep. Wow. I right. did not expect Shout that. Shout out. 36 to 40. Am I just a cynic? Um this I, is this is a feel good one. I feel like 25. this is pretty, Okay, 25? Uh 47. 58. Wow. 36 to 40. So the olds are more woke? Then well the 21 to 25s are pretty good too. I think there's a there's a we might have a dark age from 26 to 35. Yeah, kids uh, experimenting. Forty plus. Getting to bars again. Eating forty plus. Yeah. Little hot dogs. Um, forty plus. <laughs> eating those little hot dogs. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I. <laughs> I feel like you could really go for one of those. It's been a while since I've been to a had, bar they or a hot dog. They should make vegan. Uh, what are they? The mini. Yeah, little dogs. mini Frankfurters. Do you yeah. think they yeah. hand out cool. pigs in a blanket at bars? Is that what you're? <laughs> that, That's that? what his picture of bars is. <laughs> pigs in blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Not even pigs and blankets, just cans of those little hot dogs. Little hot, yeah, little cocktail weenies. Yes, that's cocktail what I weenies. Bars are. All right, forty plus. They put them in like a, it's like almost like the peanut like bowl. Yes, it's just hot dogs like that. You just put your hand in, grab some. Yeah, like that's that's right. That's your Saturday night. You just saw too many of those memes. Should I just get really weird and start being like, I don't know what these degenerates are doing out here. Get weird. Forty plus. <laughs> Should I continue year to be Let's weird? Do the forty plus year olds. Forty plus. Thirty seven percent. I'm gonna say forty plus. 48%. Yeah. Wow. People find it. So uh, I did breakdowns uh, all so the I won age everything. range. I'm not going to go too hard, but under 20 and 21 to 25 is interesting. Respect to those of you that are uh, meat-free, those of you that aren't. Uh, what are you waiting on? Consider it. Mm-hmm. Live your life. Under 20, vegan, 35%. Vegan, straight edge, 29%. Straight edge, 62%. So this is the under 20s. Mm. Well, you better be. Vegetarian, <laughs> only 4%. So people who are under 20... Are saying vegan or yes? Fuck am I doing? Oh, right? almost certainly, yeah. Twenty-one to twenty-five, you're seeing a little bit more of a mix. Twenty-five percent vegan, ten percent vegan straight edge, thirty-seven mm. percent straight edge, so big drop there. Uh, and then vegetarian, sixteen percent. Twenty-six to thirty, very similar numbers. Twenty percent vegan, ten percent vegan straight edge, thirty percent straight edge, seventeen percent vegetarian. Thirty-one to thirty-five, this is the weak group here. Fourteen percent vegan. Six percent vegan straight edge, only twenty nine percent straight edge, seventeen percent vegetarian. Mm. Thirty six to forty, nineteen percent vegan, thirteen percent vegan straight edge, thirty nine percent straight edge, 
24% vegetarian. Way more strategy kids than I thought in this world. Mm-hmm. Well, at least listeners to our podcast. Yeah, that's true. Self-selecting group. Yes. Vegan, 40 plus, 27%. Vegan straight edge, 17%. Straight edge, 37%. And vegetarian, 21%. So there's a dark age there in the 31 to 35. Yeah. People are going. We see you. People are going through the first divorce. Fucking things are getting dark. All right, this one. This one I didn't really get a ton of time to synthesize, but uh, religious beliefs. What's the highest? It's. Um, I'm going with a strong nope. The I don't care was this one. No, uh, the biggest was I consider myself agnostic, neither faith nor disbelief in God, but almost tied was I consider myself an atheist, no God. Right behind that was I don't care. Which was not, it was That's what I 28%, 27.7%, 24.5%. So cumulatively, we're at a very strong 80% of no God or I don't care or whatever. Yeah, I remain. Right, um, no religion. Yes. Private, yeah. Um, the I believe in a higher power, but I'm not a member of an organized religion, got about a 10%. Okay. Um, I'm a member of an organized religion. Uh, Two percent. Wow. I am a member of an organized. No, I'm a member of an organized religion. Four and a half percent. I'm a member of an organized religion and consider myself very involved. Two percent. So, can I give a shout out to our listeners who endure me saying things like uh, religion is goofy and stupid when they are uh, strong believers. Strong believers. Yes. I, I have a deep respect for you because, in my view, that's the way that you are supposed to go through life: is that you don't need to agree with me. And you can still enjoy this thing that I do. So shout out to you. Shout out to pl- people believing what they want in the face of other people not believing in that at all. It's fine. All right. What year did you get into hardcore? I went through and broke down every year That's that people said. One, yeah. Okay. Let's consider this class of. Like, what's what year did you get into hardcore, Tom? Uh, probably 1990, going to shows in 91. Yep. So we'll say class of 91. Sure. Uh, what, you know, what year did you get into hardcore? We'll say class of 90. Sure. You would have only been one of four. Um, Patrick, what what year would you say you got into hardcore? 95? Yeah, I say 95 or 96. Right. So either one. You're a class of 26 or 28. I say 96. is Class of 28. Our big boom years... 03, 65, 05, 75, 07, 60. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting to see some of the big wow. pops. We had three responses that got into hardcore in 2019. Okay, cool. Nine in 2018, 21 in 2017. We have one response that said 1977. We had a couple that were like 1844, so shout out to you guys too. I, I deleted your answers. <laughs> see here. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.
The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. What era of hardcore are you most interested in? 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and right now. Right now, got the biggest response at 65%. What? Absolutely. Really? You got to think about it. If people are listening to this podcast, they care about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, right I suppose now. it's okay. true. But then this was one where you could answer two. I know. Do you ever find that to be a convenient answer, though? Yeah, of course. You don't want to oh, be yeah, the I don't totally. Like, I don't care about current stuff. I only know like Correct. I'm sure there was at least half of that that was just like, yeah, I, I do. I'm care. saying number two? Yes. 90s. Okay, and what do you say is number two? You could flip a coin between 80s and 90s. I'm going to say people pose so fucking hard. Let's say the 90s. We're getting into Model T syndrome here. Do you know what the Model T is? Yes, the Ford. It started to fall in value and interest because the people who really loved them started dying. Right. So then it was starting to move into muscle cars, cars, you know, a little later. The top two tied were 90s and 2000s at 32%. No shit. Yes. 2000s hardcore. 1980s uh, at 22%, 2010s at 19%. So almost as many people were curious about 2010s as they were 80s. Yeah, I guess. I, I'm buying it, I guess. There's a lot of... It's very interesting. Because I think if this was done, even you split up the times, if this was done in 2010, I feel like people would have hit you with the 80s a yes. lot harder. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So... Pretty interesting answer. How often do you check out new music? So the, the, the choices were several times per week, weekly, monthly, quarterly, or a couple times a year. I'm going the majority said weekly. Yes. yes. Um, actually, the majority said several times per week, 44%. What are you people doing? You- 38% said weekly for a grand total of 82%. You know what? They- said they check out new stuff weekly or more. They're listening to way more music than I assumed, so that only makes sense. Monthly comes in at 15, at 13%. Quarterly is nothing. A couple times a year is nothing. The baby got arrested. Again? Well, unless it's an Dick's old one. Dick's too big. I th- <laughs> it says rapper the baby arrested in Miami on battery charges. Yeah, he and then someone responded, poor, "Why apparently. are you stealing batteries? You got money." <laughs> <laughs> Do you travel for shows uh, frequently? More than six times per year. Travel shows sometimes three to five. Rarely one to two per year. Or I do not. What do you think was the most common? Twice a year. Okay. Tom. Um, six. The most common was one to two times per year, which is thirty-five percent. Frequently and sometimes frequently was at 22. Sometimes, which is three to five, is 27. Do not only was 14.2 percent. So, um, more than half of you are traveling for shows at least three times a year. Respect. Yeah. Who farted? 
That was me. That was brutal. Yeah, that amazing. is just. Uh, I ate that Indian at one a.m. That, that was Indian food through choice. a dirty asshole. That is a very just... rough choice. Did you attend any hardcore fast fest in the past year? Yes. No. Um, I'm saying. I'm twenty percent said they did. I'm saying thirty-five. Uh, forty-five-ish. Wow. I win. Wow. So, oh my god! It's um, with that, it was then answers like, if so, which one? I didn't do the whole numbers because there was people who went to a bunch. There was a lot of people who went. If you went, went to more than one. Um, but even under than that, uh, it was a very good year for Sound and Fury. Overwhelming this year, the 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 big fest. I would be curious to know the number. I don't expect you to do this for me, but I would be curious to know the, the number of people who went to multiple fests. Or I, what I'm, what I mean to say is, I think the people who put on fests would be interested in the information of who. Oh, you went think they'd be interested in that? Who went to multiple fests? Yeah, because that kind of answers. A fundamental market question, or where they're from, or how old they are. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> that, but that's that, like, all that information in like one place. It's so fascinating. To sell your information. No, no. But, that, but <laughs> we are not selling your information. But that's yeah, like they know. Think about that. You've done fest. That's a pivotal market question. Is are if if this fe- if there's two fests going on within three months of each other, uh-huh. are is one of them losing significant business? Are they both losing significant business, or are neither of them significantly affected? That is the fucking question of hardcore fests. It is. It's and one I'm, of them. I'm so curious about that information. It's weird. It'd be like if I had a pivot table for that setup already. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, um, okay, I'm not going to do the how much money did you spend because it was really tough. Thank you, everyone who answered that. That was a cool question, and there was a lot of answers on that. <clears throat> Let's do this one. We're almost at the end here. What other musical genres led you into hardcore? What do you think was the biggest answer? Metal. Yeah, metal. Punk. Don't fucking liars. These kids are liars. Well, but I mean, punk, like, I, I got a CD with no effects on it. Could yeah. be no effects. Yeah. Could be Green Day. Could be fucking yeah. who knows. Yeah. Right, uh, 509 out of the 1181, yeah. so 43%. Uh, metal is 26.5%. Um, I was surprised that pop punk was lower, but then you look at the demographics. Yeah. This one is one I want to split by age. Because yeah, because I bet you older folks got in through metal. Then there's a wave of n- people who were oh, hitting teens records. in their 90s who were punk. Yeah. And then maybe some who were like into punk and not metal. Yeah. But metal, I think, had a big wave from basically like 84 to 94. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And then pop punk would be kids who were, you know, younger. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, then, and then Deathcore also got a good amount of answers. All right. These are where things get really interesting. I don't want to be unflattering, but this was really fun and the information was good. Select all the bands you love. Okay. So this is, you can click as many as you want. So theoretically, a band could get 100%. All the bands you love. Um, I don't think you guys remember the whole list um, but it was essentially I tried to put all the classic bands that sure. I could think of including modern stuff so it's like you know I have Bad Brains Minor Threat Negative Approach AF Seven Seconds Chrome Mags Rights of Spring Youth of Today Gorilla Biscuits Earth Crisis Strife Snapcase Lifetime Floor Punch Poison the Well Throwdown Converge Bane American Nightmare No Warning Mental Have Heart Title Fight Touche Amore Trapped Under Ice Code Orange Turnstile Power Trip which one got the most I love this band. I bet, I bet there's a lot of Half Heart. Converge was at 44%. Wow. Half Heart was at 59%. Wow. How much do you think Minor Threat got? 35. I, if, yeah, if it's under 35, this is a wrap. I'm jumping out the fucking window. They were number two at 61%. Oh, thank you. One band had more. 
on there? Of what you just said? Um, give me a couple more. Is people going to say negative approach? That'd be interesting. Negative approach is at 34. Oh. AF's at 28. Bad brains, only 51. No surprise to me. The Who had higher than 61 on there? The lowest was throwdown at 13%. Okay. The second lowest? Wave a little kid your handkerchief. Seven seconds, 17%. Wow. Is lower than lifetime? Yeah. Uh, by a good amount. Lifetime's at 26%. Yo, I don't even know. Ironically, lifetime, lifetime and floor punch tie at 26%. <laughs> lifetime and floor punch tie at 26%. So That is ironic. Strife, was at, Strife only got 18% love. Um, all right, I've given you a bunch more. Okay, uh, is Earth Crisis in the fucking mix? Earth Crisis came in at a solid 34%. Love. Oh, is AN on this list? AN might be the top. AN came in as solid 34%. Wow. Four? Um, so someone got over 61%. T-U-I. Oh, okay, that's 64%. Sure. All right, fair. T-U-I. Fair. Wow. I loved man. Um, other ones in the high 50s I'll give. Bad Brains, 51. Uh, Gorilla Biscuits got a solid 50. Mm. Half Heart at 59. Title Fight at 55. Turnstile at 54. Power Trip at tw- 53. Yeah. Um, yes. Wait, did Power Trip... Power Trip's at 53. That's higher than AN, you said. Yes. AN's only at 34. Um, some other yeah, ones on the lower side. Mental at 20. Am Code I? Orange at 24. Yo, that, Strife. I, I, Snapcase only got a 20, which, you know, I think we've talked about the cult of Snapcase. Rights of Spring was at a 24. Youth of Today at 35. That's basically... Chromex, 47. All right. A lot of surprises for me. A lot of surprises. Select all of the bands you do not like. So the last wish was, was, was how much you love something. This is now a... I actively do not like. So it's kind of interesting to do the flip. Uh, same list of bands, which I'll read. Bad Brains, Minor Threat, Negative Approach, AF, Seven Seconds, Chromags, Rights of Spring, Youth of Today, Gorilla Biscuits, Earth Crisis, Strife, Snapcase, Lifetime, Floor Punch, Poison the Well, Throwdown, Converge, Bane, AN, No Warning, Mental, Have Heart, Title Fight, Touche Amore, Trapped Under Ice, Code Orange, Turnstile, Power Trip. So this is an active, I do not like that band. And you can select as many as you want. Here's a question. Do you think that uh, secretly indifference won out over dislike? I don't know. Because I want to say one of the top I think three. a lot of people went indifferent. Yeah, one of the top three. Converge. Converge was a... Not in the top three. Really? Only 11% dislike, which I think speaks to... The if if you gave me this in 1999, asshole kid, yeah, would have been like fuck converge. Uh, at at 38, not only do I not say fuck converge, I'm like yo, I respect, I respect it, yeah. and I, you know if it's on, I'm not shutting it off. Code orange top three, number one. Oh, thirty percent. Where does Earth Crisis factor? I figured that top five. Only fourteen percent. So okay, shocked. This is so. This, this is, was a fun question, right? This was a fun question because Code Orange right now is yes. the earth crisis of however many yeah, years ago where for all the love you get, yeah, you, there's go, but I was so curious about earth crisis because so polarizing at one time and now have settled into this thing where everybody's like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. cool old guys Respect around. It, yeah. So, all right. So Code Orange the, number one, we got to figure the, out the who's opposite, two and three. The one who got the least do not likes was Minor Threat. Okay. Got only 4%. So the... 52% who answered I do not like Minor Threat. Wow. 
Wowza. Wow. Um, you are disgraceful. I'm trying to... So others in the upwards of... There's only a few bands who got over 20% dislike. Poison the Well got 27%. Sure. Throwdown got 28%. So you can kind of see. There's, yeah. an, there's some people who are not with the metalcore side of things. Uh, Touche Amore got a 26% do not like. Anticipated that. Yeah. Um, and then Code Orange with the 30%. Wait, um, so it goes, it goes uh, Code Orange and Touche? It goes Touche, Poison the Well, Throwdown, Code Orange. Wow. I... And no, the bottom is um, in the bottom is minor threat, negative approach, bad brains, power trip, trapped under ice, have heart mental, GB. Wow. Uh, no warning as well. Wow. Uh, no surprise to me that Touche, Touche and Code Orange are polarizing, polarizing acts. And from these might have a large range of people who love them who are not familiar with Axe or Grind. Yes, that's very true. It might have a different, you know, we might, because this got answers from a lot of people who I don't believe are listeners. This is not everyone who listens on a, you know, even a almost daily basis answered this question. Uh, But in our social media, I know there were people who don't listen who got, they got retweeted, et cetera. But when I think about it, Touche, Code Orange, they probably have larger fan bases that don't intersect with ours as much. Yes. So pretty interesting. That is. All right. Question 20 is the fun one. We're going to close here. What one band would you choose as the most important hardcore band to you personally? And why, if you want? We had way, way too many answers. I'm going to give you guys each a couple two-sided pages of of them. Okay. Just pick one or two and read them, and we'll swing around. I'll do one right now. Holy Fuck. Just, you don't have to read them all. Just pick one that strikes you. I'm looking at the insane Earth, ones. Earth Crisis. They were one of the first bands I discovered outside of more mainstream punk or heavy metal. I adopted a straight-edge lifestyle after hearing them, which I still follow. This also led me down the rabbit of so much more in terms of heavy music. Tom? Uh, Mother of Mercy was the first hardcore band I listened to and saw live. I constantly find myself using them as a benchmark by which I evaluate other heavy music. Dated two women who Mother of Mercy ranked for them. Yeah. Like ranked on their fucking... Deserve a mention in the uh, forgotten time. No disrespect to Mother of Mercy, but the idea that they would, like, that that would be a ranking act for you. Agreed. That's that's high. Favorite Bob band. Bob Wilson? Yeah. That's my favorite band. Mother of Mercy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Great band. It's very good. But they they probably have gotten forgotten a little bit, which is unfair. Read one, Pat. I'm going to read this one. This is no disrespect intended. This person says Drain. Great dudes, better music. Sammy was one of the first dudes I met on the scene. Let me re- say awesome. why, Let me say why I said I read this. Because that seems inconceivably young to me by because of my age, and I think that that's an awesome answer. <laughs> Tom, I think you <laughs> that have is one an awesome that answer. I want you to read on the first page I handed you. Okay. Let me see. Let me here. <laughs> Yo, shout out to uh, shout out to Drain. Shout fourth out to, from the top. I'm looking at Bent Life. Shout out to these bands that to me are like very young. Fourth from the top, so we can make this is this is our moment of of uh, warm feeling for you. Okay, sure. We're gonna reheat your Indian food, and Tom, read the fourth <laughs> one from the top on there. You'll know which one it is. I'm still pretty new to hardcore. Nope, that's uh, four. Fourth from the top. I know that was fourth from the top. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, read the band. It's got to be one of my bands. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's third. 
No. Oh, fourth. Yeah. Oh, that, that doesn't look like a different name. Okay. It's okay. End of, end of the year, if I'm being honest. I spent the last year or so exploring their catalog. I appreciate your honesty. And I find their output as one of the more unique sounding in 2000s hardcore. Just feel like the right amount of emotion without going overboard and becoming corny and plenty of earworms. This was a person who is under 20. Ah, respect. You know what? I thought that that note would make you feel... When I saw it, I was like, oh, is this some fucking dude my age or older? And when I saw it was under 20, I was like, oh, that's gotta, that probably feels nice. Shocking. When I do those little mm-hmm. live insta-live stories, a lot of the people are way younger than I would ever anticipate. Tom, does that surprise you at all that people who go to Instagram live stories <laughs> are younger than you would expect? Yeah, no, no, not re- not, not really. Not I feel like I'm the outlier for being older because I'm right. like, this is what 12-year-olds do. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's how I'm chilling. <clears throat> Ruiner has been my favorite band for the past decade. Musically, wow. I think they have a delicate balance between being very angry and very sad, and the lyrics reflect that. I've always appreciated the honesty in Rob's lyrics without sacrificing intensity and aggression. They tick all the boxes for what makes hardcore good, minus a few breakdowns, but I can forgive that. Mm. Tom, you got one you want to read? Sure. Um, let's see. Anne, I love youth crew and modern hardcore equally. Anne was right in the middle and had lyrics that weren't about brotherhood straight edge or moshing. And that was important for me too, as a teen in the mid OOs. They were the one hardcore band I knew that did not focus on the usual hardcore cliches. Uh, I'm going to read one that I think is utterly insane. Tree. Mostly nostalgia because they played a lot of shows as a teenage, uh, when I was a teenager in Maine. Is that Trey? Easy to no. talk to, no cool guy vibes, but I believe that. Would hang out before and after shows, I believe that too. Sure. Um, so we've talked about Tree on this podcast, and we are the only people in North America to have talked about Tree. On a podcast. On a podcast. In the last 20, yeah. Uh, but some of you should check it out. I bet that more of you would like it than you think. Okay. Mind Force. Seeing a band local to my area take off and do big things is incredible. All the friends and memories from going to their shows. Most importantly, the music. There are some answers. These are some answers, my G. Minor Threat was the first band that I really identified with. Growing up in D.C., it just clicked in a way that no band had before. Are they my favorite hardcore band? Probably not. But I identified with their music so immediately, and they were my gateway band. Huh? Uh, H2O. First hardcore punk band I was introduced to and show it I attended. Also, as I've grown older, seen shit come and go. Faux gang culture. Yep. Have done dumb shit, potentially lost sight of why and what got me up here in the first place. The mid-2000s were weird, man, etc. through my 20 years of involvement. To me, they still, they're still what I believe this music is all about. Positivity, your friendship, stage diving, being up front, and most importantly, fun. Tom, I got two indecisions on this piece Sick. of paper. There yeah. go. Oh, okay. Read me there one. Was, there was a lot. You had a no lot shit. of indecision. There's, There's one on here. I, I tried to like, grab a couple I appreciate uh, from that. This and person these are, says... This is just a small fraction. There was 1,182 responses. Lots of people gave just a band name. Sure. But there were more than half that had responses Paragraphs. of this style. That's nuts. Yeah. This, yeah. Is not, this is not a third of those. So this person says you got awesome vocals, but I'll read the one that says, personally, Indecision. They were the first band that I got to grow to watch grow. One of the first hardcore bands that I got into on my own from seeing them at shows. They started when I got into hardcore shows, and they made me want to play shows and write. That's a nice compliment. Yeah. Also, they were from Brooklyn like me and my friends were. And we felt like they were ours. Oh, that's nice, Tom. That's awesome. Um, let's see. Thank you. Uh, here's one I like. I'm going to jump ahead. Right now, Jesus Peace, Black Liberation, baby. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> Yo, th- there's some love for Cruel Hand in oh, yeah. in a um, 
So this read it. Is, uh, Cruel Hand. I grew up in Portland, Maine, and for anyone who was in hardcore in Maine during the mid 2000s, early 2010s, uh, will tell, will or at least should say Cruel Hand too. They put on, our, on for our city and our scene when no one gave a fuck. Uh, everyone still don't though. Uh, that's not me editorializing. That's them. But they were amazing live, welcoming. They were amazing live. They were welcoming and helped us young kids and were the scene's dads since it was so small and there weren't any OGs. So, so they, even being young, filled those shoes. That's all fucking true. I could go longer, but I'll finish with that. I no longer live in Maine. Congratulations. But a big part of why I still love it and put on for the city scene state has almost everything to do with Cruel Hand. Uh, with what Cruel Hand did for the other Portland. Yo, that's very real. Yeah. And uh, Cruel Hand, it should, they were trying very yeah. hard to make a thing happen in Maine. I think they, and I think and they, they deserve succeeded. credit. Yeah, they, they largely succeeded. succeeded. That's really, they made an impact on more than a small handful. Uh, speaking of, Rotting Out, they weren't my first hardcore band, but they were the first hardcore band that I ever went to see, and also the first hardcore band that I saw in real time do things to try to expand their fan base in the least corny ways possible. Sure, maybe playing with the Ghost Inside isn't the coolest thing, but they didn't change their sound or who they were to be on a tour like that. Oh, who cares? Also, Fine. I thought it was so cool to see Wally at shows that he wasn't attending. Way before hardcore, I was into scene music, and all of those people are slash act like they are low-key celebrities. So you'd never see them at shows, or if you did, they'd be standing side stage, but not Wally. He'd be down in the crowd, mashing it up with the best. Yeah, I think that's a fact, too. Yeah. Do a couple more. All right. Uh, Earth Crisis. They inspired me to think critically about my consumption habits. Carl has some true conviction behind all his lyrics. The production on, the, on Destroy the Machine still sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. Band's history is super interesting to read here about. Cabal 315 jerseys is my most prized possession. <laughs> Side note, Youth Today, the Kings of Youth crew, we're not in this alone, has so much energy, makes me want to go nuts. Floor Punch is also so sick. Twin Killing is perfection. Str- strong agree with some of that. Strong disagree with all some right. of that. Um Let's see. Oh, there's uh, a, a number of death threat love. A little bit of death threat love here. Good one. Um, let's see. Uh, death threat. We'll each do one more. Being, sure. being a Connecticut guy, Hatebreed got me into hardcore, and I still love satisfaction and perseverance, rightfully so. While Hatebreed was the gateway, once I went down that rabbit hole, I discovered many better Connecticut bands. Well, that's a bold statement. But while 100 Demons is up there, Death Threat takes it. The vocals are so different, that's very true, than anything else out there, and the band is dope. Stage dives and high fives. There is no doubt that if you're a Connecticut dude that, that likes a little tough but would like to stage dive, Death, death Threat is yes. the fucking peak. Uh, just let me say there were a lot of have heart responses. I'll read this one. Um, have heart until I found have heart, which was unfortunately a year after they broke up. I was involved in hardcore only at a peripheral level. I was 18 and just started college at the time. I went to a local to local hardcore shows in New Jersey and I identified myself as straight edge, but my local scene in Jersey brought in a mix of different influences that blended in more of the trust kill later victory, a day to remember Atreyu and shit like that. And even solid state records. The Christ core scene was as real as fuck in my part of Jersey. Metalcore, mosh metal influences that strayed us away from what you would consider traditional hardcore. Until 2010, I thought anything you could mosh to and had a breakdown was hardcore. But in all honesty, the only traditional hardcore bands I liked in high school were Bane and Comeback Kid. I heard of names like Gorilla Biscuits, Bad Brains, and the Chromags, but never bothered to listen to because in the MySpace age of music, I had trouble finding older, non-active bands. Fast forward to 2010, I'm a freshman in college, and I randomly came across footage from the last Half Heart Show DVD on my Facebook feed. And the opening part leading into 
leading into Hard Bark had me immediately. After watching the whole show video, I bought both Half Heart full links digitally and just mm. did as much research and listening to interviews by frontman Pat Flynn. Yo, shout out to this person. Pat's outspoken love for hardcore and him sharing about his influences both musically and intellectually had me doing even more digging into all the older stuff, whether it was Rev, Discord, New Age, and later pointed me towards Triple B, which has been my favorite label for quite some time. Bottom line, Half Heart was the band that made me come further inside the world of hardcore. I apologize for the verbose answer, but I can talk for days about how much Half Heart and hardcore has positively changed my life also more importantly axe grind bob tom and patrick thank you so much for what you guys do thanks Ooh, thank you um i know we've talked half heart day and night yeah. is do you think that pat being as welcoming a human being as he is and sincere and when i say i'm using sincere as a compliment not in kind of like the way that you might typically hear sure. me use sincere he is a good advocate for hardcore yes because, He's the best ambassador you can ask for. Yeah, really. Like an ambassador type. Because let's say that you think hardcore is just a bunch of knuckleheads punching each other in the fucking neck. Right. Pat, Some people do. Pat is smart, but not smarmy. You know what I mean? Like Not condescending. Not condescending. Not at all. Like, you ever put a camera on me, I'm condescending as fuck. Nobody likes me. And, and Pat True. can fucking not do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that goes a long way. I, I don't know. I... I uh, so half heart not I always say not particularly meaningful for me, but I I understand you know what I mean like I get it. <clears throat> I do wonder, being younger, uh, how important it would have been. Like I think I think for people who are the right age, if you're basically oh, sure. if you're basically ten years younger than us, uh, that you know youth of today level like minor threat level to many people it seems. Tom, I mean I'm old yeah. and they're of that level to me. Yeah, it, well, but. Okay. I was well into my hardcore fucking yeah for sure that I was like there's just still, there's still certain bands but I'm talking so okay at that point Pat's personality the band's personality at large might not impact you because you know I was already in yeah you're grown, I didn't need his you're grown man you don't need this guy yeah. to be likable or anything but but I guess what I'm saying is um, Bob's about to throw a fridge at you so yeah, what was that? Um, tell us fridge. about Cambodia. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, do you think that it went the other way too? I don't run into too many Pat haters, but perhaps the fact that he's jealous people, clean cut guy. Like, what if you're really fucked up? Have heart probably doesn't speak to you if you're beyond fucked up. I don't know. I've heard some people who say I was in a dark place and it helped me out. Yeah, but what if I'm like, if I'm like a blood for blood flirt, if I'm a gutter punk in 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 New Orleans shooting, oh, there's the easy answer. It's, Mm. It's that's fucking. Slur music. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's what it is. You got one more to read? Sure. Let's do one more. Tom's got it. Bane. When I was 13 years old, I was in a dark place where I tried to kill myself. And I decided one night to go to a random show and Bane was playing. And the messages that Aaron kept talking about in between songs opened my eyes up to a whole new world and brought me out of a dark place. Ever since then, I've been hooked on hardcore and will listen to it even when I'm 90. Oh, good for that person. Awesome. And good for fucking Aaron. Because I know that, that dude has talked to a ton of people in all fucking ways. I was going to say, yes. I know too. So I'm, I, would never tell, I would never say that that's his goal. No. But he's so done it <laughs> yeah and that might be the only difference is that i think the difference between have heart and bane is that there might be somebody who sees have heart and feels that pang of like resentment like look at these guys look yeah at them. And they don't they don't know the struggles that pat's no, no, dealt with nobody or, ever no, knows right. anybody's struggle that's but why when you, you look at aaron look like an and you look at the guys in bane you yeah. realize like that's a weird group of guys eclectic group and for some reason i feel like they get they got 
along with Half Heart and like classics. You know, there was a lot of people who said Black Flag. There's a lot of people who said Incendiary. There's a lot of people who said Trapped Under Ice and Turnstile. We couldn't read them all today. We'll, we'll, I'm not going to make those personally available because it was kind of private and we did read them anonymously. So, but what I will tell people is the level at which people res- resonate with hardcore is really nice. I hope you guys like to hear it. It's cool to hear that and hear it shared from other people. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that was really fun, Bob. Thank yes. you for the effort on that. Yes, and thank you for all your effort and for everyone that participated. Let's go. All right. Peace.